podcast <laughs> where we mostly talk ska uh, which mostly uh, is including real big fish and less than jake uh other than that, <laughs> other than that we're uh, we're out of ideas uh, <laughs> yeah there's uh whoo ska uh not a lot of stuff that's worth your time <laughs> yes indeed uh the reason i chose to go with that is because it's on the new tony hawk pro skater soundtrack which i've been listening to a lot this week in preparation for the release of the video game which we might talk about if we want if we have time to get into a video game corner because uh, i've been doing a lot of that so yeah well it's it's out you've been playing it right yeah it came out thursday night at midnight uh, you know what? Fuck it. We'll do it now. Outstanding. And then I started playing it like Friday morning because I, I didn't have to go to work until later. So I got up like pretty early Friday morning and I played it a few hours Friday morning. Uh, and then a few hours, well, a lot of hours Saturday, yesterday, um, and I'm 50% of the way through the first game already. Wow. <laughs> After basically a day and a half of playing it. <laughs> wow. This is, yeah, this is a turn. No, that's fucking <laughs> awesome, dude. Yeah, um, it's so cool. I, it got me reinvigorated. Yeah, I mean, is it, is, is, does, because I've only seen stuff. So I haven't really got to, I didn't get to play a demo, I didn't really get to play anything like that, but I mean, is it really, does it really just feel like you're playing those old school Tony Hawk games? It really does. What I like most about it is that they did a really good job of basically recreating the original games. Um, it's pretty much exactly how I remember, but with much better graphics, um, better user play where everything feels a little bit more natural and... Um, it responds better to what you're doing, um, but yeah, the, uh, it, the uh, you can also create a custom skater. I created a custom skater uh, for you, actually. He looks a bit like you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just a tiny bit. Yeah, just a tiny bit. Um, you can't get like as in detail with it as you can like the MLB games. So uh, I, I tried my best, but um, uh, but yeah, the um, the levels are they they did pretty much an exact recreation of the original venues you know you play at and uh the the challenges are almost exactly the same if not exactly the same and because i was going through this game playing it and i uh, i used to play the tony hawk pro skater 2 a lot that was like my jam yeah that Um, was that was my particular jam as well yeah and um when i got to that part portion of it i was going through all these like levels that i still remember how to play i remember where everything was where all the challenges and everything i was like 
I've I I, I rock. I, I basically got all of the challenges on pretty much I'm the. A f- god. <laughs> I am a god. <laughs> yeah, because I I remembered where everything was that you had to do, and it, like because it's like find the secret tape. Like I know where that is. So, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, they just did a really good job with it. Um, it's so it's such a faithful recreation that I'll tell you the only thing I would change is that since I also played Tony Hawk Underground a lot, one thing they they did in Tony Hawk Underground and pretty much all the games since then, um, they would allow you to get off your board and like walk around a little bit. Um, I wish this game did that, but it, it doesn't. It's pretty much a very faithful, you know, recreation. Um, and the reason I want that is because there are some challenges that are like, you have to get up on this roof and do this thing. And it's like, how the fuck am I supposed to get on this roof? Whereas in Tony Hawk underground, you just got off your board, climbed up the wall and you're done. Like, (laughs) this is like, you better figure out how to Ollie and grind until you get all the way over here. Like, Oh, this is impossible. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I think that's, I think that's fair because like, they did improve on those games. Yeah. Like, as traditionalist as those games are, they did improve on them. There are things that could be better. I know the one thing that I really wish was in those older games was, and I think they put this in around the time of of uh, Thug, as it's mm-hmm. lovingly <laughs> referred to, um, is the revert. So when you when you would come, and it was really good for doing like um, vert skating. Yeah, so yeah. when you would come down, you can do the revert and it would keep your combo going yeah yeah that's i yeah i really wish they had that because like i know that that was a really fun thing i really liked american wasteland not many people did but like an american wasteland it had both the revert Mm -hmm. and getting off your board so you can do a combo and across the entire map yeah yeah um and that was a really really and you could like tag shit yeah. so well so the, the the new games do have revert built in so or so you can oh. you can do that so because i was doing that for these massive combos oh uh, so that's wow, cool that's yeah i didn't i didn't realize that so that's actually really exciting yeah because that was the only thing that was like vital yeah. for tony hawk when they put that in then it was really something yeah um, yeah one of my buddies wow. uh about six months ago um when uh kind of when they first announced it they they and i i wish i'd known this before because when you when you pre-ordered it they would give you like a two-minute demo of the first level which was like the warehouse <laughs> level um and I had a buddy that pre-ordered it like six months ago when it first came out. So he's been playing that like two-minute demo for six months. And he's like, and you only get a two-minute run of the first session. It's basically just highest score um, right. you can get. And he's like, well, my the highest score I got in the demo was like a million. Um, and I was like, what the hell? How do you? And he he's really good at the games. He plays them all the time. Um but then I downloaded the demo on when I did the pre-order, which was like, I think, Wednesday night. So I, I got a chance to play that for about a day. And then the first couple times, I get, my scores were like 50,000, 80,000. <laughs> and right. then I figured out how to do this like dope combo. And I ended up getting 600,000 points. And I had been playing it for like two hours. <laughs> and I told him that. He was like, damn, dude, it took me like six months to figure that out. Because I, I, I took a screenshot of like my my high score and then it has all the tricks that you've done before and he basically just looked at the tricks i did and he was like you figured out the secret that i did to get my million points and it took me six months (laughs) i i find it weird like what's the secret so um 
if you are wanting to play uh, Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater 1, the first level, warehouse level, um, so when you first start the game, you, you're you starting at the top of this like hill, and it has you go down into the warehouse where there's like a half pipe over here, yeah. um, but back behind you, there are three like quarter pipes that that you can um that are because 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 when you go from the top to the bottom there are like two ramps that go down between those two ramps there's a quarter pipe each um and then on the end of those quarter pipes there's a wall and there's a gap between each of those quarter pipes so if you literally just if you literally just grind jump over to the other quarter pipe keep grinding jump to the third quarter pipe do a wall plant off of the wall and then it'll go back and have you do the same thing you can do that for hours i did like a i did like a 50 point or yeah i did i did a 50 trick combo basically that because i just kept doing that for like the entire two minutes (laughs) got you and when you when you have a gap built into a combo it like yeah it it increases the points and yeah yeah. okay (laughs) Pretty sneaky, sis. Yeah. I did forget about that, so I'm oh, gonna. Yeah. I'll definitely be. I'll definitely be picking them up. I'm excited to um, go back to stuff like that. Like I know the biggest one for me was in Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two. They started you out in the hangar, which I was reminiscent. But if you like went down to that that half pipe they got down there and you grind on that um, airplane blade, yeah, it would spin and then open up the little freezer thing and then it was just like totally vert in there yeah that was awesome and i think you oh no yeah you could i think you could grind outside or no if you grind on the helicopter blades and take off and then it would open up outside yeah Yeah. exactly and that's where the secret tape is um yeah that is where it is yeah 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 yeah. and oh my gosh man yeah that and the, the the graphics for that when i when i watched the helicopter like take off through the roof i was just watching it like holy fuck this is awesome holy shit no that's awesome man so yeah Um, that's what i've been up to Dope, dope. I don't have. I don't really have anything for the video game corner. This okay. was Mitch's video game corner. This was Mitch's this video game corner. Um, all right, welcome back to episode sixty-eight of the podcast. Uh, I'm your host with the beard, Mitch. Uh, here with me, as always, is my co-host with the uh, slightly better beard, Eli. Um, we're going to talk about some things today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big shocker. Uh, we're going to be <laughs> speaking into microphones. Um. Yeah, man. Well, I think that I am thirsty, and I'm drinking a lot yeah. of coffee, so I think we need to hop into what you're drinking. Yeah, let's do it to it. Okay, so would you like to go first, or do you want me to go first? Sure, mine's like already prepared. Um, I okay. just saw this at a gas station, and I was like, huh, I haven't had this. Red's Wicked Lemonade. Oh, interesting. So in my full quest to be the white trashiest person I know, <laughs> buy a big old can of sugary alcohol water. <laughs> that tastes about the same as every other Reds thing. Okay. I'm kind of disappointed in this one. Does it does it have like the apple at all or is it just strictly lemonade? No, no, it's just Red's Wicked Lemonade. Okay. It's supposed to be like an alcoholic. But that's that's where I see that's where I think Red's is going to die is because all the seltzer companies and shit. Yeah. 
have actually made these actually and they're and they don't they're not full of all the sugar right yeah you know what i mean so but yeah unfortunately this is a little bit of a bummer because it has no like twisted tea tastes better than this yeah okay that's yeah that's a bummer because i hate twisted tea well well twisted tea like at least kind of tastes like tea yeah it tastes like shitty tea but at least like this barely tastes like lemonade yeah okay well that's a that's a letdown yeah a little bit on that one I've got a, um, it is uh, from Boulevard Brewing Company in Kansas City, Missouri. It's called the Space Camper Cosmic IPA, um, which I thought was kind of cool. That's mostly the reason I picked it out. It's got a cool looking can there with a little astronaut lady. Um, And it's a a cosmic IPA. Not entirely sure what that means. It just sounds really cool. Right. Um, But apparently, it's an exhilarating initiation into a mind-bending alternate universe of India Pale Ales. Our brewers employ massive hop additions at the end of the boil and during fermentation to minimize upfront bitterness and create a juicy IPA bursting with tropical fruit flavors and aromas of nectar and citrus. I'll be the judge of that. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> the worst judge ever. <laughs> right. Oh, it is citrusy. Okay, they nailed it. Oh, okay. Uh, no, that's pretty good. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, no nothing strong write, opinion. No, nothing to write home about. Yeah, I'm oh, not okay. gonna. I'm not gonna I'm call just... the mayor right away. <laughs> <laughs> I do really enjoy though. I, I we I mean we've this is not new information. I do really enjoy though when IPAs actually have that fruit element to them mm-hmm. and it's actually there because the right because I just I can't tell you how many like Citra explosion it's like it <laughs> tastes like paint exactly Why, where's the citrus I was promised right uh, but yeah this is pretty good the citrus is there I think it's too much like a hazy IPA and as we've talked about I hate hazy IPAs so uh, yeah. that's my that's my biggest yeah that's all I'll say. Um, so I want to talk about something before we get into the lightning round. Okay. Um, because I was at work and I saw this post and it, I laughed my balls off (laughs) for like 20 minutes because I don't understand how people still, so I was scrolling through and apparently I follow ESPN on Facebook. I'm not even sure why. (laughs) Okay. And they made a post, and it was kind of like a jokey little post about, but they made it look completely serious, about in the Harry Potter... They they posted about Quidditch from the Harry Potter movies. And it was like this real tongue-in-cheek thing. They were like, 13 years ago, you know, Carlo Brovovich made the controversial (laughs) decision to end the Quidditch World Cup and take the Seeker. And like... (laughs) And it was this totally just joke article thing. Yeah. Which I thought was funny. So then I started scrolling through the comments, and I saw a comment. And I couldn't help but, like, bring up this comment. Because this guy said, Final straw, unfollowing ESPN. All about ki- clickbait nowadays. When they get back to being an actual sports network again, let me know. Trash can emoji. <laughs> I love I'm just the trash like, can emoji. I'm like, did ESPN just troll this guy? <laughs> I think so. Like, did he click on that? Like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they're wizards? What is? What am I reading here? <laughs> and like, he got blamed in the comments yeah. about it. Like, they 
this guy, it's going to be on his fucking, it's in his epitaph, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, this is going on his gravestone. Like, people fucking flame this guy. And, and I'm just like, dude, imagine being like that mad about sports in general. Yeah. And just like, like, even if you're a diehard sports fan and you get kind of annoyed when they do that, you don't think you would just be like, uh, and then just move on because you're mm-hmm. like you don't like Harry Potter, so you don't find it funny. Yeah. So you're just kind of like whatever. Because some of the other comments were hilarious. They were like, "Oh, I can't wait for this thirty for 30 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Like shit had me rolling, but this one guy like, oh fucking, uh, like, do you just like was he scrolling through and just clicking on every ESPN article and he's like, oh man, what the fuck? It's about Quidditch. Quidditch, <laughs> Quidditch, dumb. Like, yeah, people are just looking for a reason to be pissed on that's like, how Facebook, which is why I don't like to get on Facebook often. But yeah. um, uh, I and this is not super similar. But when I follow like the Reds and they'll make like these pretty cool posts about like a couple weeks ago when uh, they were playing the Brewers and the Brewers decided like they didn't want to play the game because it was right after the Kenosha shooting. Yeah. Um, the Reds were like, yeah, we're going to take the day off in solidarity with you. We're going to uh, we're, we're just not going to play today and they announced that and people in the facebook page were just completely it pissed me off man like it's such a letdown to see all these mostly old white people complaining about like keep politics out of my sports like play the game where you pay you get paid a million dollars all you have to do is hit a ball just play don't i don't want to hear about your political beliefs or whatever and it was just like god damn man you're missing the point and but to that i the, the good thing about that was Pretty much for every one of those people saying something like that, there were lots of other people saying like, "We'll leave then. We don't. We won't miss you. Like you don't have to watch this. You're you're not part of a club that forces you to watch sports. Just get out and don't say anything and don't make a big stink about it when you do exit. Like we don't care if you're here or not. <laughs> yeah, like and the I sport think, will be better without you. Actually, well, yeah, because like I get really frustrated because like the the whole reason I'm even interested in sports and the reason that I like sports. Is because I'm interested because they're people. Mm-hmm. And they are actually human beings. They're not yeah. monkeys that you throw out into a baseball field and be like, oh, play ball. Like, they're human beings. And they make mistakes. They're also role models. So, it, it's kind of like sometimes where it's just like, you know, it's like, it, it, it's a built-in thing. I don't think it's completely fair. Because I kind of feel that way about musicians, too. Like, especially when you hit a certain amount of popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, you are kind of a role model. Like, it, that's thrust upon you. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's not your decision. So, you you can't really sit there and be like, well, I'm not a role model. It's like, well, yeah, you kind of are. Yeah, Because exactly. you don't decide that. Right. The people who look up to you do. Yeah. Um, but to... Just to the shut up and play sports thing has always frustrated me because it's just like sometimes sports are so pivotal in a society or a culture that it's like shut up and play sports nine times out of ten the stories surrounding something is what is so amazing about sports like I think a good example is like uh, like Michael Jordan when he had the flu and played you know, and that playoff game and like, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember all the numbers because yeah. I don't like basketball, but yeah. the whole point is <laughs> it's not that somebody, it, it's that, it's not that he did it, it's that he did it while having the flu. He didn't set the game out and he, you, you know what I mean? Like that's the story of it. 
mm-hmm. sports to me is just a combination of like stories so i don't think those people really get sports i don't know I, to me i i don't think that's what's sports are about so i just mm-hmm. i really don't understand that mentality so I'm, right. I'm wholeheartedly with you there or it's also like oh uh moustakis took it deep for a three-run homer and then it's just like oh moose you know like all the comments yeah, and then somebody's yeah. just like uh all lives matter it's like whoa we were just yeah exactly because like, then that's even stranger it's like when well, you're just interjecting shit that has nothing yeah. to do so you say shut up and play the game but then it, those people do the same thing. They right. won't let stuff go either. Exactly. One, one of the things, like you said, one of the things I do love about sports beyond, um, you know, just kind of like fun to watch um, is it, it is it is a really good story. It's a collection of stories um, that I think reflect what's going on in uh, the society. Like, um, you know, I think it's really cool that the, especially the MLB has always been really good about like, um acknowledging that hey especially in recent time you know recent times they're good at acknowledging hey there's more important things than baseball right now and we should talk about it um and so and they'll they'll know they'll recognize like hey this game doesn't matter because not you know 20 miles away from the stadium somebody died by a cop we need to talk about that and so uh, and then also the other um, the other cool thing I like about it is that it's just really good at rallying and getting people together. Like one of the best moments in baseball history was when the Yankees won the World Series like a month after 9-11. Like yeah. if you've yeah. seen like playback of like the crowd from in the stadium, everyone was just like bawling. Rudy Giuliani gave a really awesome speech and it was just one of the greatest moments in sports history, period. Yeah, and I think that that's a that's a wonderful example. I was trying to think of a better example, but that is a better one. So, and I think, in my opinion, the reason a lot of those people get mad is because I don't think it's always been that way. I think sports have been a distraction, and what's mm-hmm. happening now, what I think is the change that has been elicited, is that it's not like, well, we're just going to play the game and not really talk about it. So here's mm-hmm. your distraction. Here here's your here's your thing to take your mind off stuff so you don't have to hear about something you disagree with. Now what's happening yeah. is players are not playing a baseball game and then, oh, I don't want to get my baseball. I have yeah. to acknowledge this. And I think that's the biggest change right now. So I think that's why those people are becoming louder. Mm-hmm. They don't get their distraction anymore. Now you have to acknowledge it because now they're not going to play a sport <laughs> exactly. because of a pandemic, because of people, you know, being murdered. Like, here you go. Like, it's 2020. Welcome to the year and the and the culture that yeah. we have. So right. you don't get your distraction. Sorry. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that took a turn. <laughs> it sure did, didn't it? <laughs> Just me. Just here, here, here's the thing about Quidditch. Here's <laughs> all uh, lives matter. Yeah, right. <laughs> all houses matter. <laughs> no one ever respects a Hufflepuff. The greatest, the greatest bludgeoner. All right, was a Hufflepuff. All right, he was fucking. It's going to deep quidditch Harry Potter lore. I'm going to get one of those like Livestrong bracelets, but it's just going to say like Slytherin strong. <laughs> not, not hashtag. All, hashtag not all Slytherins. Yeah. Right. Oh, all man. Slytherins are bastards. <laughs> oh, God. 
hate crimes against Slytherins. Right. <laughs> Let's get in the lightning round. Uh, okay, it sounds good. Um, okay, lightning round. Question number one. If Kirby absorbed you, uh, he breathed you in, uh, what superpower would he gain? Wow. That is... a. Ri- Did you really come up with that? I didn't come up with it. It was on Ask Reddit. Okay, okay. <laughs> but hey, I'm allowed to do that sometimes. <laughs> um, I think he would... I think he would... Um, be able to drink a lot more alcohol, I think. Oh, uh, okay. But I, I would like to think that he would actually, like, somehow gain, like, some sort of defensive ability because of that. Like, so then he would be able to, like... like increase his liquid intake because not only what i've realized is i drink a lot of fluids i drink like like just beer and energy drinks and (laughs) and and soda and water and i just juice i just drink i just i'm like thirsty all the time it's not even that i'm thirsty i think i like the sensation of drinking things so i just drink all the time doesn't matter what it is okay (laughs) i'm always sipping on something so i would like to think that kirby if he absorbed me, would all of a sudden just be like, I could drink an ocean and like a gulp. You know what I mean? Like it would that just would get be a, awesome. It would just get like exacerbated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I d- I dig that. I dig that answer. But what it, my answer for you would just be like, he can like do woodworking now. All of a sudden, he could just like build a table. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I was gonna say he would gain the power of invisibility, but mm. the caveat is he's only invisible to attractive women. <laughs> like, that was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> so, just like, oh, sc- oh, excuse me, I, I, I must have kicked something. I, d- <laughs> I didn't see you there. They never do. <laughs> they, uh, ne- they never do. <laughs> oh, sad Kirby. Right. <laughs> Uh, okay, question number two. Not so much a question, but I want. Uh, I, I think it'll be fun to talk about. Um, this is called the Florida Man Challenge. Have you heard about this? I, I only. <laughs> no, I think I'm kind of on the on the tail end of this. I think I missed this. Okay, so basically there is a, uh, and I'm and I, I'm not super knowledgeable about it, but I, I, I saw this on a Facebook post. Um, so Google your birthday. And then Florida Man. And then there should be just a whole list of articles that come up about guys from Florida being arrested uh, for doing crazy shit. Um, Oh, that's (laughs) what this is. Okay. So just read me the first article that pops up about a Florida man that happened on your birthday. So I, I type in my birthday and then I just put Florida Man after. Okay. Yep. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) Um... This did this did seem to work. Oh wait, no, this is actually this is actually the one. Hold on, let, let's pull it up. Florida man arrested for pelting girlfriend with McDonald's sweet and sour pancakes. <laughs> wait, when did McDonald's get sweet and sour pancakes? I I'm yeah, so what? Confused. What is that? <laughs> You're asking the real question. What the fuck is a sweet and sour pancake? (laughs) This happened in 2019, apparently. Uh, Okay, okay. Jesus Oscar Ferreira Jr., 30 years old, attacked his girlfriend with whom he has a child in the couple's motel room in Tampa. 
A struggle ensued, and Ferrara allegedly pinned his girlfriend to the ground. He placed his palm on her face and pressed her head into the ground using his body weight, which prompted the woman to rip off part of his beard, the complaints. <laughs> By the time officers arrived, Ferrara had fled the motel, according to the complaint. He was arrested and booked into Pasco County Jail on charge of felony battery. He made his initial court appearance Monday. Um, where were the pancakes? Oh, Speaking of f- clickbait shit. Yeah, I'm like, well, <laughs> there hold were no on. pancakes in that story. But the first, I skipped the first paragraph. A Florida man pelted his girlfriend in the head and face area with sweet and sour sauce packets oh, okay. Sunday because he was angry she had brought the wrong food from McDonald's. She had bought the <laughs> wrong food from McDonald's. <laughs> That's oh, hilarious. Oh, sorry. It said packets in the article. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. So you misread pancakes, which is hilarious. I really thought it said pancakes, and then you were just like, what's a sweet and sour pancake? Like, yeah, what is a sweet and sour I pancake? I would try that. Packets. Packets, gotcha. Dude, that's the best sauce. Sweet and sour from Mickey D? It's yeah. often duplicated, never replicated. <laughs> and you're going to be mad because she brought... Dude. Man. I see. I actually get sad at those a little bit. <laughs> just imagine how shitty their life's got to be, right? They're in right. A, a hotel room, you know. The woman like gets McDonald's, like, oh man, maybe just I got some Mickey D's, like it's just kind of a highlight. Maybe we could just eat our Mickey D's, be a little family. And he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I asked for the quarter pounder. You got me the double quarter pounder bacon. This isn't even what I want. Like a sweet sarf and just start fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is actually a yeah a, b- a bummer of a story. Just a guy that gets so pissed off. Just, I mean, I think if you're eating McDonald's, even if it's the wrong order, it can't go badly. <laughs> I can't go that bad. <laughs> right. I, I mean, how mad would you have to be at your wife for her to bring home the wrong food and then you just pelt her with fucking <laughs> sauce packets? I mean, I've I've done it this week. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, been I fucking there. told you. <laughs> You still get the cops called on you. That's just <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, uh, all right. So mine says. Uh, so mine is June twenty eighth. Um, this story is from June twenty eighth, two thousand eighteen. Uh, authorities say a Florida man was returned to jail shortly after his release because he couldn't pay the taxi driver that took him home from the jail. <laughs> Florida Today reports that 40-year-old Charles Folk was arrested Thursday morning and charged with petty theft. Melbourne police says Folk uh, hailed a taxi outside of the Brevard County Jail Complex in Coco shortly after midnight. After traveling 30 miles to his Melbourne home, Folk told the driver that neither his sister nor his roommate could help him pay the $70 fare. The driver called the police. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he was immediately returned to the jail from whence he came. But this time he got a free ride back to jail. So that's good. <laughs> I, I have a sneaking suspicion that dude did not want to leave jail. <laughs> You're probably right. Uh, they were just like, Dufresne. Yeah, yeah, they were just like, get in the fucking taxi, man. He's just like, I don't. Why? I don't have any money. <laughs> and they're like, well, you can't stay here. And he's like, watch me. I'll, I'll be back. Yeah, he just like drove him across the state. He's like, "Well, I don't have any money, so you want to go ahead and call me my Uber back?" 
for his dumbass day. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they bring him in. Everybody's like, Jared. What was his name? Uh, Charles. Charles Charlie. Folk. <laughs> Walks hey, in Charlie, there like, you're back, man. Yeah, Charlie, you're back. <laughs> uh, it was the best two hours of freedom he's ever experienced. Yeah. <laughs> that was the dumbest errand I ever had to run. I tell you what, I'm back, boys. Deal him in back into spades, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. You guys waited for me, right? <laughs> Nobody touched my candy bars, did they? Okay, so Mitch, we're going to get into what you think of part of this episode. I have developed something. Okay. I have developed a test that I did not allow you to study for. No. Well, maybe I did, because I guess you kind of knew what it was. It's called you the Midwest told, test. You told me it was called the Midwest test. That's all I know about it. We've not really talked about what it consists of. I have a guess, um, and I'm thinking I'll do pretty well, but I guess we'll find out. Well, so that's where this is going to... So, um, in, <laughs> I guess it, maybe it's more like a quiz, because the, the answers are more fluid. What I wanted to do was ask you about things that I, that I think are quintessential Midwestern things. Because mm-hmm. we're a little Midwest boys. Yes, yes. Yeah, we're, Doesn't out, get we're more out here. Midwest than that. Yeah, um, you know, we've we've centered much of our identity around our Midwesternness. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, sorry. So, That's Canadian. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry there, love. <laughs> Wait, shit. God damn it. <laughs> God, I, I do that all the time. Um, so I have a series of questions. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, some of them are multiple choice, but um, these are the things that I think uh, make people very Midwestern. So we're, I'm going to ask you a question. I, w- I want to hear your answer, and, and we can discuss okay. about this. Yeah, so, that and, sounds good. And we good. can see that this this could be my identity as a Midwest boy. Yeah. This may not be your identity. So we're going to figure it out. Have you noticed in, um, sorry, uh, real quick, um, one of my buddies brought this to light a few days ago. Um, he was listening to uh, Eminem, Lose Yourself, and there's a part where Eminem says, uh, snap back to reality, Ope, there goes rabbit. He, uh, But I'm pretty sure Midwest, or I'm pretty sure uh, Eminem says Ope in the middle of his, like, award-winning platinum rap song <laughs> the, the lyrics say oh but it really sounds like he said ope he, he probably said ope yeah. um which is a word but yeah definitely yeah. quintessential it's a midwest word for sure for sure and he's from michigan so yep, there you is. go yep it makes sense <laughs> Um, all right, Mitch. So we're going to get the test started. First question out the gate to you. What is succotash? I don't actually know. Oh, okay. (laughs) So here we go. First question off the bat. I ate a lot of succotash growing up. I don't think I did. (laughs) So Charlotte pointed out a thing. She thought it was more Southern. So I thought it was more Southern too. Yeah, well, if if I say that, what what what's your best guess? What is succotash? Uh, I'm guessing it's some sort of my my best guess is that it's some sort of like side dish, uh, similar to like grits. Um, it is a, it is a side. It is not a it is not a meal per se. It is a side. So it's typically uh like corn and carrots and like lima beans. Oh, so it's okay. a veg- gotcha. it's a it's a vegetable mixture, but it typically includes like 
corn, maybe carrots, maybe green beans, and then some kind of bean. Okay, well, I've definitely had it then. I just didn't refer to it as that then. So what uh, is there anything you would call that in your in your neck of the woods? Is I think I I I mostly just remember that from having it like at lunch, like when I was a kid. Like all our, our elementary school would often serve like corn, carrots, uh, lima beans, and I think they just called it like a vegetable mix or vegetable medley or something like that. <laughs> so. I, I think the old lady may have been right on this one because while my fam- you know while I'm very Midwestern, I do think there's a big part of my family that's Southern mm, or at least yeah. I mean, I live down at the bottom of Ohio. So I think <laughs> right. I have some Southernness going on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the only other thing that came to mind when you said that is I'm pretty sure uh, Daffy Duck says suffer and succotash a lot. <laughs> he does. Yes, he does. Yeah. So there, there's that. Um, so the next one, this might actually totally be the same. Uh to you, Mitch, uh, what is goulash? Oh, um, goulash. I've definitely had that. Um, what is it? Is, is it it's some sort of uh, Italian dish, right? Hold on. It's a... I, I mean, yeah, because what it... So for me, this is another thing, that this was a meal that they would make and you would eat for days. Yeah. Th- this is this kind of thing. Uh, really, it's just like whatever meat you have and just noodles yeah, and, yeah, sa- yeah. and tomato sauce. Like literally like, there's hamburger going bad. I better make a <laughs> pot of goulash. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, yep. I've definitely had that. Again, I think from like school lunches, they would do that a lot. They would just throw in whatever pasta they had with whatever meat and some sort of like tomato-based sauce. Um so, but yeah, big yeah. big staple. <laughs> yeah, so that that that's that that's a big one for me. But but I also prefer goulash over spaghetti. It, yeah, why is that? Because there's more meat in it. Uh, okay, yeah, spaghetti yeah. all about the noodles mm-hmm. and like, hey, you're you know, Italian, that's cool. Y'all like your pasta. I don't. I want the meat. I want that tomatoey yeah, meat. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I would agree with you also because um, typically in my mind, goulash is like those small little elbow macaroni noodles, um, yes, which yes. are way easier to eat than like yeah. spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, things that you know, if you put salt on that or your little, little Parmesan cheese, that's all sticking to it. Yeah, the spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> it don't work that way. It all just like disintegrates. Goulash far superior. Exactly. Yeah, I don't want to have to like cut up my spaghetti and then like there's a there's a fork involved twist it yeah that's uh, who wants to do that also you got facial hair you ain't got time to fuck around with spaghetti oh my god yeah that's i still got spaghetti in my beard from when i ate it two years ago i can't get it out i can't find it it's just yep yep you just uh get a get a get a whiff of it every once in a while like oh my god there it is (laughs) um all right so um when you eat cottage cheese, because naturally you do. Sure, absolutely. Uh, what do you? What is? What is the thing you're going to eat cottage cheese with? To zest it up, do something a little bit different. Oh, S and P is the choice for me. Uh, a lot of pepper. A lot of salt. Is there anything else you combine? Because yeah, salt and pepper. Oh, you for know sure. what? Yeah, I haven't done this in a while, but I have a feeling you're wanting to say apple. You're wanting me to say applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> you never, you've never eaten cottage cheese and applesauce together? No, that's is that a, a thing? Midwest thing. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> wow, because it's like a little bit of cinnamony. Um, they they complement each other really well. 
<laughs> I have never done that. I was looking for what I do is I'll cut up a tomato and oh. just put cottage cheese on it. Gotcha. Or like some people in my family will eat it with like a melon, like honeydew or oh, cantaloupe. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, so I guess I, I could see applesauce because that that's kind of I, I could see that with them because you're kind of combining the it's a it's a salty sweet kind of thing. Yeah, it's salty sweet. And yeah, especially since you said you eat it with like melons, like apples are you know in the same family. So <laughs> apples are too- melons. <laughs> <laughs> They're tiny little melons. Um, I, I, I weirdly enough have not heard about of of the applesauce thing like at all. Oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask around about that because yeah, that's that's a new one for me. But typically, my favorite is the eat it with tomatoes. Yeah. Okay. I've not done that actually. So I don't know why Damn. it's just a natural thing. They kind of like absorb into a a, a liquidy tomato cottage cheese thing and i love it now do you eat Mm. now here's a here's a follow-up question do you eat um do you eat small curd cottage cheese or large curd cottage cheese um you know i uh, i buy whatever is cheapest um i buy like the great value brand because when i do eat cottage cheese i'm not i'm honestly not the biggest cottage cheese fan um but i'll eat it when i'm (laughs) i'll I'll eat it when i'm like doing like diets like you can have it on keto um so i that's really when i'm doing keto that's kind of one of my staples but if i'm not doing keto i won't ever touch cottage cheese you you won't fuck with it um a lot of my love of cottage cheese, I loved it as a kid, but definitely Aaron. Because when Ooh. I grew up eating small curd cottage cheese, and then he would buy large curd cottage cheese. And yeah. I was like, and, he, and I started eating, I was like, this is really good. <laughs> really fucking good. And then we just, we talked, we had that whole conversation about small and large curd <laughs> cottage cheese. Yeah. And now I just won't go back. All right, so this one's a little bit more interactive. Mitch, uh, ha- say I guess I don't know how to do this one as well. When I say window, how would you typically say window in a conversation? How would I typically say it in conversation? How do you pronounce that word? Window? Do you ever say, like, the window? Not really. Um, My grandma does a lot. (laughs) Does she? So there's a weird, like, I I think what we're getting at here, there's a weird uh, kind of, like, paradigm between midwest and southern where midwesterners will do some like variations of southern things um especially with the accent like my grandma was you know born and raised indiana all her life but she has some like kind of like southern accent tendencies for some reason um like she'll say winda she'll say warsh um She'll say she'll, she she says push instead of like push she like push like push the button she'll say push the bootin <laughs> push the bootin <laughs> which is actually like a weird northerner thing it's weird man Midwest is they kind of inherit a lot of tendencies from everywhere yeah and that's I I picked Window Creek and Wash mm-hmm. yeah but see like and you can hear the way that I because I don't say wash but I say wash I yeah. say it like very like I think I'm bordering on boston eastern (laughs) seaboard with the way i say wash i don't say like i can't even like how do you how do you say it i say wash i think it's pretty normal you're not saying it the way i don't know what i'm doing i'm like wash i got it all like wash yeah your your w is very strong there that's very very strong (laughs) in that um but i do say window a lot like i'm very much like yeah we gotta open a window in here (laughs) do you say creek or crick I don't say crick. 
or creek. I guess I say creek pretty normally, I think. Yeah. Creek. But I, but I say creek. I don't think that creek and like a door creaking is supposed to be pronounced the same. Does that make sense? I'm saying it exactly the same. <laughs> I've always pronounced them the same. Uh, maybe I'm just bad at another Midwestern <laughs> thing, just being bad in English. In yeah, general. pretty much. Just not a, not a not a solid grasp on the English language is a very Midwestern thing. All right. Well, this one I know I'm going to get you on. Okay. Uh, if you eat food at someone's house and you don't really like it, this one's multiple choice, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. How much of it do you eat? A none of it and say you don't like it b some of it and say you ate earlier or c (laughs) all of it and then ask for seconds (laughs) (laughs) that is a good question um mine is a combination of b and c so what i will do is um i will eat quite a bit of it uh enough to make it look like i have like and i'll kind of move some stuff around on the plate too like to make it look like i ate more than i did um and then uh, I, I will be like, oh, my gosh, that was fantastic. I'm so full, um, even though I'm not, and I didn't enjoy it. I usually won't ask for seconds, although I feel like that is a very Midwestern thing. I'm like, I would love some more, please. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah, I guess my answer is, is wholeheartedly C. Okay. I, guess I, won't, I guess I won't ask for seconds, but if they're like, do you want some more? Yeah, I'm not going to say no. If it's, but yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like in most Midwestern homes, minimum two helpings. You gotta get down two helpings yeah. at that point. Then, then they'll believe you when you say you're full. Exactly. Before that, they're gonna be like, "I don't think this guy liked it." So you gotta eat two helpings to really sell that you're full. Definitely, definitely. Or find, or find a side you like and just like double down on that. Like, I'll take, I'll take quadruple of that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, well, I ate too many biscuits, so now I'm full. You know that that kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah, that's a good answer. And then after dinner, you always uh, ask to help with dishes, like whether it, what it's put in the dishwasher. Or, you know, always help out with that. Don't even. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's it's, it's impolite to not. Yeah, I, I typically don't ask. I, I typically don't try to help with dishes, but I will say, do you need help with anything? Yeah. So because yeah. there's there's something we got to like put aluminum foil over or saran wrap back up. You know, we got to do something going on there. Right, um, right. So, you know, I always ask, do you need help with anything? Um, so, yeah, I knew I, I was like, I know that Mitch has never turned down food <laughs> not out of like his love of food out of nicety that is, like, yeah, exactly exactly yeah. <laughs> uh, well kind of going off of that um part of my midwest nicety is you know when we were talking about the mcdonald's thing earlier like when i go to a restaurant and so- someone like either brings me the wrong food or uh sometimes like i hate mushrooms so I'll, if i'll if i'll get a dish that has mushrooms in it i'll ask for it without mushrooms um and if they bring me a dish with mushrooms um I'll just eat around it. I won't say anything. Um, I pretty much never send my food back. I don't have the the balls to be like, I'm not eating this, even if it's a meal I'm paying for. <laughs> right. No, I'm I'm pretty much the same. I don't think I've ever had my order so incredibly wrong that I've <laughs> I've wanted. But see, I am also typically a human garbage disposal. So it's like if I order like a cheeseburger and they bring me a chicken sandwich, it's like I like chicken. 
Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Maybe they're doing me a favor. Maybe the cheeseburger ain't good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just going to, you know, yeah, take their word for it, I guess. Um, that happened. So uh, Erica is a super picky eater. Um, so there are some times when we'll go out to eat together. And uh, the only time it's ever, like, gotten to be a problem is, and, and, and now don't get me wrong. I'm, I am super nice, but I am also, like, I'm not going to let my woman eat something she she hates. I'm going to stick up for it and be like, hey, <laughs> right. it's, uh, I, I, it, the only times I've ever sent something back it was basically on behalf of her and it was to the point it was egregious like these you know these fries are ice cold or something like that um but most of the time she's like oh i didn't want you know carrots in this like eat around the carrots babe i don't know what to tell you (laughs) (laughs) the carrots they ain't gonna kill you (laughs) we've been eating them for a while exactly (laughs) i um I, I try not to give my friends a hard time who are picky eaters. Yeah. Um, because I don't think that as the person who everyone in my friend group knows that I will eat literally anything. Yeah. Um, I try to not give people a hard time. But there are foods where I'm just like, what? Like, I mean, <laughs> even carrots. Like, I got to kind of like roast Erica <laughs> right. a little bit. Yeah. Oh, girl, you don't like carrots. You know, you don't like carrots that much. That like you just won't eat a carrot. If a carrot slipped into your bite, are you gonna free like? I, I yeah. just I don't get it. I guess I I'm, I'm the same with you because I, I I'm not picky at all. But um uh but but I do have. Uh, uh, I, I do understand where they're coming from because, like I mentioned, with mushrooms, um, like I can't stand mushrooms. Now, if I take a bite of pizza that ha- like has a mushroom in it without me knowing, I'll swallow it. I'm not going to spit it out and be like, oh, my God. But then I'll just know, OK, don't eat that pizza. Um, but the, the reason I brought it up is because, like, I understand how frustrating it is because, like, it would life would be so much easier if I just didn't hate mushrooms. I wouldn't have to worry about like, oh, don't you know? When somebody's like, hey, you want to get a pizza? Like last weekend when we were hanging out, you asked, oh, hey, yeah. what, do you, <laughs> what do you like? On, I you, were like you were like, what do you like on your pizza? I was like, any? No, actually, I'm pretty sure you said, um, I think we should get like some was like sausage, pepper, and mushrooms or something. And yeah. I was basically, and I've said no mushrooms. Uh, yeah. Life would be so much easier if I could just be like. I'll take whatever, man. I'll eat it. Absolutely. Yeah, because <laughs> And I've the, tried to get myself to like mushrooms. I just can't. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like, there are things that I don't love. Like, I don't think, like, bus, Brussels sprouts are my... Well, see, I don't know. Because, man, if you cook them good... Oh, yeah. Damn. I don't know. It's it's just uh, it's just weird. Well, here here's the best illustration of how I am about food. When we were at CCU, you may know the story. You may have been a part of it. I don't really remember. I was sitting in my dorm room. I was sitting in my room, and Garrett came in. And he was like, hey, Eli, we had some extra pizza. Would you like this pizza? And being very strange about it. And I was like, sure. But, you know, they got La Rosa's. Uh-huh. I don't love La Rosa's. I yeah. will say that may be a cardinal sin of mine, but I just think there's, like, way better pizza. Yeah, um, I, I think I agree. But but I grew up with Marion's, and I think La Rosa's oh, is like yeah. a sad attempt at Marion's. <laughs> right. But anyways, so it, I don't even remember. It was some chicken pizza or whatever. So I started eating this pizza, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I, You know, yeah, it's just good. It's good. And he was like, Eli, we intentionally put shit on the pizza to get you to not like it. <laughs> so apparently they, like, just 
doused it in salt. They like put lime juice all over it or something. Like they were intentionally trying to fuck with me. And I'm yeah. just I'm like playing a video game or something and I'm just eating this pizza. He's like, We intentionally tried to make this pizza not good. Oh my god, that's <laughs> and hilarious. Give it to you to see if you'd eat it. <laughs> and you just didn't give a care in the world. Like, yeah, nope, not bad. I just ate it. <laughs> So I don't know if I have the world's most complex taste buds, yeah, or the dumbest taste buds. I haven't <laughs> I haven't cracked that code yet, because sometimes I just eat food. I don't even really think about what I'm eating. I'm I, I just eat right, it. yeah. Does it, is is it rotten? No. Okay. Cool. Um, is this is this a, the questions I ask myself? Is it rotten food and is it edible? Um, and if those check out, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and dive in. Exactly. Yeah, man. I mean, especially in college, like you, 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 a free pizza, like I don't care how salty it is. Like, eh, this is a little salty, but you know, it's free. I'm going to eat it. Yeah. I don't care how many times you spent on this pizza. I'm absolutely going <laughs> to drop it on the floor there. Okay. That's floor pepper. All right, cool. Yeah. I'm going to eat this. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, well, the next question, I only have a couple more questions. So okay. the next question was how many times do you say Ope a day, which is, uh. Man, a lot actually. Yeah, I mean, I um, guess that is a question. I mean, do you? I mean, I know I say it. Yeah, I do. I do. I catch myself saying it um, mostly in the context of like when you're in someone's way or like yeah. when you almost run into someone. You're like, uh, I'll be like, oh, sorry, uh, and then I'll say it, and then immediately think like, I just did it again because I'm so <laughs> conscious of like. Uh, <laughs> it is built into our fucking. I will say that all the ope memes and and all that stuff like. Um, it, it, it's just I, I love it because it is it's such a oh sorry there yep. yeah couldn't see you there <laughs> and uh I, I i can't not say it i will exactly. never not say it yeah yeah i can't um, get away from it one thing um oh you know what okay so th- yeah it, it's hope we get it so yeah. moving on <laughs> when there's a severe weather storm how long do you stand outside and watch it before you go inside? Uh, yeah, that's a good question, too. Um, I'll watch that shit basically until I see it and think it's close enough. Like, if it's, it's a tornado and there's, like, oh, a tornado warning. Like, there's there's going to be a tornado touchdown in, like, 45 minutes. I'll be like, well, I'm, gonna go, I'm definitely going to go watch this for a little bit. And then once it gets kind of too bad, I'll use my best judgment. And uh, uh, But that's the weird thing. Like, it happens so often. And I've never – I don't think I've actually ever been through a real tornado um not not one that like you know well i've been through one that like touched down and like caused some damage like probably 20 to 30 miles from me um so because i've been like blessed with not having to live through that personally i just kind of like don't even worry about it in a way which is probably not dangerous or would not healthy um but yeah i'll go out watch it for a little bit there's only been a couple times where i've been like oh shit we should probably get to the bathroom or you know get safe and prepare for this most of the time i'm like eh, fuck it (laughs) well i i i think and i and i have a story for this because like i i think we all have this built-in barometer of like we're not afraid but then when we are starting to feel afraid then we know it's time to go inside you know <laughs> yeah. what i'm saying we all <laughs> right. have this built-in weather barometer like we know we're like <laughs> wow it's gonna turn that way and then it's gonna you know and uh, so i remember me and aaron were hanging out we were we were young 16 17 maybe maybe bordering on 18 um we want us food uh so we drove into xenia to get get some super subbies 
get i don't know if you have those um, we do not yeah <laughs> Get a little super subbies. Get a little fried mushrooms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Quintessential state. You'd hate it. The best thing they have it. are fried mushrooms. <laughs> yep. Sign me Sign me up for no. <laughs> <laughs> so we drive into Xenia, and then the next thing we know, it's there's just a fucking tornado. <laughs> like, it was like a tornado, like... It, I, I, there wasn't actually a tornado, but it was a heavy, heavy tornado watch. So, I mean, yeah. and it was just fucking pitch black skies. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Fucking there's tumbleweeds like flying by. <laughs> and then we're like, there is way too many people out here. Like, do they not know <laughs> while we're driving to get super stuffy? <laughs> right. Like, we're not. Look at these dumbasses. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> And I, for years, I, I would think about that day and it would crack me up. Like, we're walking into Super Subbies and there's <laughs> fucking boxes like. <laughs> <laughs> right. And people are walking out like, oh, I think a storm's coming, don't you? <laughs> like, we're just out there just yeah. being the most Midwestern fucking people. That's awesome. And um, what I have learned is that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this in the, in the best way possible. Uh, people of other cultures don't do that. Yeah. And it took me quite a few years to realize, like, I think this is a majority of a white people kind of thing. Now, yeah. obviously, barring maybe families who grew up in the Midwest, I'm sure they're, for whatever reason, they do it, too. <laughs> um, but it, what I what I learned is that not everyone does that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know yeah, if it's like they take that, that old, shit seriously. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it's like the old adage of like the alcoholic father and one brother <laughs> drinks, one brother doesn't drink. I don't know if that's kind of what's going on. Right. Right. But well, it's, it's that happens a lot too, like in other areas of the world, but um, with like hurricanes or like floods, uh, because like New Orleans had another flood, had another hurricane, like flood, like a couple weeks ago. Um, and also like after Katrina happened, it, it, I, I just can't believe, and this is kind of cliche, but I can't believe that people are still living in New Orleans after they get just fucked up by a hurricane every other year. Um, like, it, but, but you could say the same thing for like Midwest with tornadoes, but it doesn't happen as often. Um, but I guess they're just so like over it <laughs> I don't know. yeah i ain't got time to really give a fuck about this i ain't well, moving <laughs> yeah i think i think i i do think there's a difference just because like tornadoes at least you're gambling that yeah. is not going to affect you hurricanes um it pretty much coming and it yep. will not show up Exactly. <laughs> I mean, meteorologists in the Midwest have the hardest fucking job in the world. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're out there guessing. Yeah. Right, right. They don't know. Like, is there going to be a tornado? Lip? I don't know. Could fucking snow. I don't know. It's Ohio. <laughs> exactly. Like, I had somebody from, like, fucking Arizona uh, call me at work, and they ask, uh, how's the winters there? <laughs> like, in Ohio? <laughs> I don't know. It could snow. It could be a thunderstorm. It could be a tornado or it could be fucking <laughs> right. 60 degrees. I don't, yeah, we exactly. don't know how it's going to be. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I I talked to some people at work, too, that, you know, everybody likes to talk about the weather. If you don't know somebody, talk about the weather, you'll be fine. Um, but they'll yes. always ask, like, how's the weather in Indiana? Or especially if they ask about winters. Um, pretty much my go to answer is like. It's cold, but it happens like later than you would think. Like. It doesn't like in the recent years, it doesn't really snow hard until like January. And then like and then it doesn't warm up 
until like April or May. So yeah. from like January to mid April, it's fucking freezing. Um, but you would think that that's like, that's basically spring at that point. <laughs> I think that if somebody is asking how the winters are in a Midwestern state, then I think my first reaction is just laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because clearly you ain't lived through one if you're asking. <laughs> exactly. Because it, because it does. It, I mean, you know, we <laughs> we do. We're, we'll be outside and it's negative nine degrees and we're like, well, it wouldn't be so bad without the wind. Like, yeah, it's right. not <laughs> negative nine fucking degrees. Yeah, exactly. Um, there has been many times where I like, you know, in the middle of winter, like early spring, uh, it'll hit like 40 degrees and I'll be like, fuck yeah, man, this is beautiful. And then I'll go outside <laughs> and like wash my car. Um, and then like three days later, we get like a foot of snow. Like I was washing my car three days ago in shorts. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it was only 40 degrees. Like right. you're not. I, I refer to that as the thaw when the yeah, thaw happens yeah. during the season and you get those couple days where it's like, man, it's 39 degrees. It's a goddamn summer day. It's People out there grilling and shit. Yeah, like, exactly. And they're like, this snowmageddon is coming. And we're like, <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah. That, well, I think this pretty much sums it up. I had a few other questions, but I don't think they'll be quite as good. We'll end it on the on the last question I had. Mitch, what do you think is the most Midwest thing about you? Uh, hmm. Probably like my demeanor. Um, where something you you can you can almost kind of tell someone's from the Midwest, like you know, as I mentioned earlier, like at restaurants, like if if they fuck up my food, I won't send it back. Like right. I, I'm kind of cursed with the uh, with the inability to piss people off and not get in people's way. Um, like the oh sorry thing. Like I just, I'm a little bit of a people pleaser um, to the point that I will sometimes let people take advantage of me just because I don't want them to be put out. And right. that is a very Midwest mentality. New Yorkers, they don't do that. No, <laughs> um, no. And I'm also like, yeah, Midwesterners are, Midwesterners are like overly nice too. Um, like when you see, like in Fort Wayne anyway, if you're walking down the street, you'll like say, you, you'll like nod to literally everyone and like, hey, how's it going? And then like people in New York, like they don't give a shit if you're there or not. They don't, they're not trying to be nice. They're just trying to get about their day. Um, yeah. They're more mad like, that you pleasant. are there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just trying to be a pleasant person. I'm just like, Hey, how's it going? Yep. Uh, so. uh, no, I, I would agree. Mine was going to be that I do have a tendency to walk into a place where I'm, I'm known. Like if I go down to the gas station, I always go to, and they're like, yeah, you know, hi, I'll be like, howdy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which I hate that I do it, but I do say howdy a lot. And yeah. that's, just fucking the dumbest thing. <laughs> right. Like, it, is. it is a little bit, but I, I love it. I that's love that, it. We have that's so my way of being phrases. like, hey, partner, because like I, kn I know this person. I've interacted with them before, so I'm not going to give you like, you know, like, hey, how's it going? You know, it's like, oh, good. You know, not that whole thing. It's like if yeah. I know you a little bit better, I'd be like, howdy, you know? Yeah, right. We know each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the other most Midwestern thing about me is that I love ranch dressing. I will eat it on everything. Um Especially, especially pizza. Have you, do you try, do you fuck with ranch dressing on pizza? Yeah, I do. And this is where I think my southerness comes in is I'll do ranch and hot sauce. Oh yeah. That's, that's pretty fucking good too. Do you mix them up? 
Uh, I, little... I, I will say that I have. Typically, I mean, it's just sort of like... Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, Southern people like hot sauce, right? Like, that's Southern thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hot sauce? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I do a lot of... I, I, I do a lot of hot sauce. Put hot sauce on eggs, ramen noodles. Yeah. Every now and then French fries, you know. Mm. Tuna helper. Tuna, dude, tuna helper. Ooh. Little cheese, <laughs> little hot that's sauce. Good. I put hot sauce on pretty much everything. But yes, no, I agree. I, I like ranch to the point where I'm very particular about my ranch. There is a restaurant, and for the life of me, I cannot remember this restaurant. They have the worst fucking ranch ever. It's not ranch. It's water sauce, mm. and I fucking hate it. And I never remember until I get their ranch, and I'm like, God damn it, it's this one. <laughs> yeah. It's the god-awful ranch. Like, I I can rate ranch at this point. Yeah, I can too. There's a, there's a restaurant here in Fort Wayne that has the best ranch I've ever tasted. Um, <laughs> I think I might have taken you there before. I can't remember. It was called Buffalo Wings and Ribs. Um, and I think what they do is their ranch is, like, super thick and creamy. They must mix it with, like, mayonnaise or something, which is also super Midwest. Um, mm-hmm. But it, like, thickens it up and makes it a little sweeter. Um, and ever since I had Buffalo Wings and Ribs ranch for the first time i fucking tell everybody about it <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah you got to make sure that everyone knows what the best ranch is yeah, exactly. um, well here's my question are you a, are you a hidden valley family or are you what, what uh, brand of ranch do you buy because i i get hidden valley because it's easier but that is not my favorite yeah, I, I I think I'm the same with you. Like I'll get I'll I'll buy like Hidden Valley and Craft mostly because it's fairly cheap and it's you everywhere. You can find it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've come across a ranch that I can definitely tell you for sure this is my favorite. Because um, a lot of the pre-made bottle ranches are just kind of like they, they all taste pretty similar. Unless you can enlighten me on one that stands out above the rest. My personal favorite, I believe it's called. Hold on, I actually need to look up because. I think it's one of those things I'm, like, misremembering a little bit. Um, Nope, nope, nope. Yep, absolutely. Ken's Steakhouse Ranch and Blue Cheese are my favorite condiments in the world. Okay, yeah. That's all I need. I feel like I've tried some of their salad dressings before, but I don't think I've fucked with the ranch. I'll have to to do that next time I'm at the store. Now, here's where I also... Uh, I also buck all the stereotypes a little bit is uh, also I fucking love blue cheese and no, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan okay because I get I get <laughs> real particular when somebody's like man we gotta go here we gotta get these chicken wings man they're the best chicken wings ever and then as soon as they say like yeah we'll get some ranch I'm like I don't even trust your opinion on chicken wings at this point. Really? You'd prefer to put blue cheese on wings over ranch? Oh, it's a necessity. (laughs) If you put ranch on your chicken wings, you are... I'm not saying it's not good. What I'm saying is you're not not doing it right. Blue cheese... But I mean, you know, you know what? I I have a strong opinion. I guess it's it's dampened in in years of realizing what's important and not. Right. But I I I used to I used to get mad at people who would be like, "Oh, you're so ranch." Like, no, you don't fucking no. You get nothing. You get blue cheese or nothing. If I had a wing restaurant, that's exactly every day how that would go. Is we have wings, we have blue cheese. You could either eat the wings or you could dip it in the blue cheese. If you don't want to do either of that, we got some vinegar over here. You could do vinegar. Other than that, leave. (laughs) 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you'd like, I have a bottle of mustard. You can shove it up your ass. <laughs> Wait, what, what do you want, ketchup? Get the fuck out of here. Back in line. Uh, I, I prefer blue cheese on, like, buffalo wings, like the, the spicy, because I think it calms it down a little bit. But, man, even barbecue wings, barbecue wings and ranch are the best combo. Um, I would agree. I don't like barbecue chicken wings. I like barbecue. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, next time you guys are in town, I'm going to take you to a really good barbecue restaurant. Okay. Um, who's ordering barbecue chicken wings, though? I do, often, because I don't like hot wings. I don't like spicy shit. I don't, I don't eat buffalo a lot, so it's the next best thing. They're, a little, they're sweet. So this is, this is maybe a, 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 a divergence in our Midwesternness, because <laughs> if I go to a wing restaurant... It's an absolute necessity that I order the hottest wing that you don't have to sign a waiver for. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've never once done that. Or the one below. <laughs> they'll have like the they'll have like levels of like how hot the wings get. I stick to right around the middle area. This like green, yellow, red. I'm like, fuck me up with some yellow. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me up with some yellow. I, that is Man, I'm meeting more and more. Maybe that's why I had fucking stomach problems for all those years because I would just be like, um, "What is the hottest wing you have? Okay, can I get can I get the killer uh, with extra killer?" I don't know. You've been to Frickers, but that's is that what they call it? That's real. Yeah. Well, no, that's I awesome. think it's called kick. Oh, no, killer is their hottest. They go killer, kicker, little kicker, and then they have more comparable to B Dub style sauces, mm-hmm. but. Um, I mean, you got to get at least a hot wing. Uh, If I do the hot, I'll I'll border. If the options are like a B-dubs, for example, Um, not my favorite, but it's the most well-known. So I'm going to use that as an example. Sometimes I am in the mood for a hot wing and I'll get like the Asian spicy one with the the, the spicy teriyaki. Asian zing. Yeah, something like that. That's not (laughs) spicy. There's one that's pretty spicy. I can't remember if it's exactly Asian zing, but... (laughs) No, because Charlotte does the same thing. She's like, ooh, I had a couple Asian zings. And I'm like, that's not spicy. <laughs> okay, here's another Midwest question. Have you, so you know how, like, uh, uh, there are some places around here that have, like, food challenges, like, to get your picture on the wall. You got to eat, like, 10 of these super spicy wings. Have you ever ta- partaken in a food challenge? Um, no, I haven't. However, to answer it like a true, it is a lifelong dream of mine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> to conquer one. Yeah. Uh, I've not done like the hot spicy food challenges, but I did do one at this like burger place in, uh, uh, at, yeah, it was in Lafayette. It was on the Purdue campus. They have a, uh, uh, they have some challenge where if you order like a milkshake, a basket of fries, and like the biggest burger you've ever seen, that's hard. Um, you get your picture on the wall, and uh, I, I did it. I, I destroyed it. Oh wow, really? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah. Um, I think the only actual food challenge I could probably win would have to involve shrimp. Oh, uh, okay. Because <laughs> I, I can throw eat up. minimum, like just sitting. You know those. You know those big wheels of the shrimp cocktail that you'll buy at the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, I can eat one of those by myself. Are in one sitting? I I okay. I, I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm not being. I'm being hyperbolic if I say I could eat it all. 
I, yeah. I haven't actually done that in one sitting. I ate the outer ring and then like half of the inner ring. And then I, yeah. I had to be a mid, little Midwest boy and be like, did anybody want any shrimp? So I had to stop eating shrimp because I realized I almost ate the whole damn thing. Yeah, yeah. Minimum, I think I could put down easily over 50. Okay. Wow. That's impressive. So if there is a shrimp eating challenge i would like to see what that number is and see how many i have to eat because i think i can maybe do it yeah okay <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> but i think i could um anyways all right well i think this wraps it up i think we got into the weeds here okay. of uh, what it means to be a little midwest boy uh, mainly food related questions is what yeah, i've noticed yeah. that's we, i mean that's a that, that that's kind of a staple so yeah we, we we talked a lot about food well this was just a little stupid fun idea i had that i thought would be fun to talk about because i grew and and that was the reason because i grew up eating like succotash and goulash and all these particulars that i think like yeah goulash yeah yeah. and i've had people like i have no fucking idea what that is like right and it's just it's like (laughs) Um, i don't know so there's another um sorry i don't mean to like keep keep this going but um especially like in wabash where i was born and raised um it's a very kind of midwest idea that um there is this one church uh that will go to like all of the county fairs and events that are going on in the county that make breaded tenderloins um Mm. and everyone in the town knows that they have the best tenderloins um like like yeah when there was the county fair going on um you can pretty much you only get it like once a year, like you reliably. Um, so when I was living in Wabash, I would drive to like the county fairgrounds for lunch just to eat a tenderloin and then like immediately leave. And I would do that pretty much every day of the week the fair was going on. Um, <laughs> no, I so, totally get it. I totally is that get a thing that. like around where you are? Oh yeah, we have we have a thing in Xenia called Old Fashioned Days. Um, okay, and they but and and they just fill up our our main park there in Xenia with all the vendors there is a we have a root beer stand like that they okay, make like yeah. homemade root beer and it is the greatest root beer i have ever had <laughs> and they even have like little mugs you can take home and <laughs> That's yeah cool. yeah so i don't i don't really recall our well first off the fact we're talking about a county fair yeah alone because exactly. <laughs> that took me a while to be like oh you don't know what a fair is you don't have like a fairgrounds you, you guys don't have 4-h yeah, right. You guys don't have horses that sometimes just get loose and wander through your town? That don't happen? Uh, oh. Our, oh, yeah. No, uh, no, no. Not me. Uh, no, me neither. Me, me neither. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Somebody brings up funnel cake. or like, funnel cake? <laughs> right. Oh, no. Yeah, I wouldn't eat that either. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm vegan, yeah. too. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's just kind of the reason I brought up that is because it's a very Midwestern thing to be like, oh, what's the best restaurant in your hometown? Uh, this church, they have a trailer <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> and just if you're ever in Wabash, just go up to someone on the street, if you can find someone, and be like, Rich Valley Tenderloin, and they'll just start drooling. <laughs> <laughs> it's their fucking kryptonite. <laughs> right. Um, I do think the Catholic parish in my hometown um, is really, makes really, does really good fresh fish fries. Oh, um, yeah. I've only heard tail. I've never had it, but I have heard it's yeah. like amazing. Legal. Yeah. Um, I assume they're probably... I don't know, putting the communion wine in the breading or something, you know, like there's some other way they're accomplishing that goal. But, um, 
<laughs> That's really that is really funny. Such people are going up to the church like, man, you got any tenderloins? <laughs> nope, you got to wager the 4-H fair. <laughs> God damn it! Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. I'll pay the penance. I just <laughs> need me some pork tenderloins. Satan's <laughs> testing me. I need some pork to fight off the demons. <laughs> yeah, right. Devil can't get in your arteries when they're clogged. <laughs> <laughs> all right sorry no that's 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 hilarious <laughs> um all right well that was that was the midwest yeah. test if you played along at home let us know how you did um, <laughs> yeah seriously did you have overtly strong opinions about food where you all when you literally got mad um then you are from the midwest that's all yeah. you need to do yeah exactly exactly get mad at our opinions <laughs> well mitch let's round this out mitch lately what have you been cranking all right, so I have been cranking. Um, I have been cranking them crooked vultures. Uh, oh, not sure if you saw, but they announced that they're working on a new album. Oh, I did. Yeah, the so plot I thickens. saw that post and I was like, "Holy shit, man! I'm pumped!" Um, so that kind of got me going back to listening to their one album that they've put out. Yeah, and uh, been listening to it a lot. But um, yeah, if you don't know, uh, them Crooked Vultures is, in my opinion, the greatest supergroup ever uh, combined. Um, you've got Dave Grohl on drums. Uh, you've got Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age on guitar vocals and you have the most mind-blowing part john paul jones of led zeppelin on bass um how can you get any better than that so um i am so pumped about their new album haven't heard anything from it yet i don't think they've released it it probably won't be out for another like six months but uh, uh when the time comes i'm gonna be all over it no very much agreed i d- have we talked about our i didn't know you like them crooked vultures that much oh i love them crooked vultures yeah wow. okay weird I don't know how do, that do has you? Oh yeah, I fucking lo- like sometimes yeah. I'm I like I'll I'll go back and listen to like some of those songs and I'm just like god damn like oh I got to have more like Yeah. I love that album. I think it's a great album. Oh, it's so good. Also that gave us uh Fresh Pots. Uh that YouTube video. Have I not shown you Fresh Pots? No, I I don't think I've seen that. Oh man. So We'll, we'll talk about that. I'll send you the video later. Okay. Because you kind of okay. just have to see it. Um, yeah. Basic. I'll just surmise it for everybody else. Look up Fresh Pots. Fresh Pots on YouTube. It's a video. Dave Grohl actually like OD'd on caffeine. <laughs> oh, God. Of, oh, you've told me about this, but I've not seen it. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so like he, he literally like had to call a doctor because his heart yeah. fucking like almost gave <laughs> right. out because he, yeah. he just drinks coffee all day. Um, yeah. Um, we we might have talked about this, but who is before you get into yours? Who is your favorite supergroup? Um, I legitimately think that. Um, so technically, I consider Led Zeppelin to be a supergroup, but that's not how supergroups work. But anyways, um, I honestly, I honestly think it's them Crooked Vultures. Yeah, I honestly think so because that was. The only time that, because I don't think I think them them Kirk and Vultures does kind of sound like Queens of Stone Age, does sound like Foo Fighters a little bit, but I don't think so much that it's the only reason it to me it sounds so much like those bands is because Josh Homie is singing. Yeah. Um. But I think that 
I, I don't know. I kind of think it's just them because their hmm. music is so different. Like, John Paul Jones is playing music that I never thought he would play. Yeah. And yeah. it's it to me, it's just to them just being like a wet dream of like, what if we had a member <laughs> from Led Zeppelin in a band and we fucking... <laughs> right. John Paul Jones has a bass that has a fucking like touchscreen on it. And what? he'll and he'll like run his finger on it and it's like a bit crusher. Oh, that's like, awesome. I've seen those before. Yeah. yeah. Um what? Like what John Paul Jones is what? Is doing what? Doing I think he plays like accordion on some of the fucking songs. Like that's so insane. Yeah. Um, it's, couldn't you say that Pearl Jam is a super group? Oh, so I yes, Pearl Jam was another one I was thinking of. Technically yeah. they kinda are. Yeah, um, but they're more famous for Pearl Jam. Yeah, than that's the other bands. That's the whole point. Supergroups, technically, it's because everyone in the band is, has has achieved some level of fame, not just mm-hmm. one person. Yeah. So technically, yeah, like um, I don't think there I don't think there's that many supergroups that are good. Most mm-hmm. supergroups, I would I would wager, actual supergroups are bad. Yeah. I don't think there's many that are good. looking at you, prophets of rage. Yeah, that didn't go the way I wanted it to. <laughs> I really wanted that to be good. Yeah, it really same. just it really it's just a good wasn't. idea. Good idea. Um, yeah, bad. Yeah. Oh, Audio Slave. Audio Slave supergroup. Oh yeah. Uh huh. I love Audio Slave. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's wait? Who I I I knew that they're a supergroup, but remind me who else is in it that was in another because that's Chris Cornell, right? And and then just everybody but Zach Lit- De La Roach from Rage. Oh shit, that's right. Yeah, okay. So Prophets of Rage was kind of the same thing where it was everybody from Rage and then everybody from Cypress Hill and yeah. then who was the other one? Oh, Public um, Enemy. Public Enemy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um that didn't work, but yeah, no, it was it was Tom Morello, uh Brad Wilk and um Tim Crawford. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Chris Cornell. So yeah, but I think most supergroups are bad. Yeah, I, I would agree, which is unfortunate. It's a cool idea in context. Um, okay, but what about you? What have you been cranking? Mine's kind of weird, but I have been uh, cranking Thin Lizzy. Oh, that is weird. Okay. Yeah, I've Why? just been like going into Thin Lizzy <laughs> because I realized that the boys are back in town is not their only fucking song. Um, yeah. Jailbreak is amazing. It's just I I I knew that I liked Thin Lizzy, and what happened is I just like went in, started listening to their songs, and I was like, oh my god! Like it, it was kind of a situation where I was just like, to me, these guys are a little bit cooler and have a little bit more like interesting stuff than like Aerosmith, for example. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. freaks out about Aerosmith, but it's like, have you listened to Thin Lizzy though? Because like. This sounds so quintessential late seventies mm-hmm. in the coolest fucking way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I've I've just been jamming to Thin Lizzy. Whatever comes on, I'm like, mm, I'm really into this. So. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I'll have to listen to them to more of them. Yeah. yeah, but like I said, they're just so quintessential of that era that I think is really why I vibe on them. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I was looking up their. Um, uh, their bio on Spotify because I don't know much about them besides like the boys are back in town, um, and apparently the um, the what was it? Uh, let me see here. The the bassist, who's an Irish singer songwriter, Phil Lynott, um, was first off Irish and secondly black. 
which yeah. is crazy. I didn't realize that. So uh, it's kind of cool that they're a little bit ahead of their time in that sense. Like not a whole lot of, uh, not a whole lot of Irish, uh, you know, rock bands in the seventies. Not a whole lot of black people in the seventies rock movement. So. <laughs> Just not a lot of black people in the seventies. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, right. Um, no, you're very right. Yeah, Phil Lynott, um is also a national treasure of Ireland, by the way. Okay. Um, and this kind of sent me down this rabbit hole because I went back and I listened to a little band that I listened to called Jape. And Jape is the weirdest fucking thing. We don't have time to get into Jape, but he has a song called Phil Linnet. And oh, it's okay. this just tribute song to Phil Linnet. And that was when I first heard that song and I listened to it. It's a goofy ass song, by the way. But then I was like, oh, People in Ireland love Phil Lynott. And then I started looking into it, and they do. Like, if they okay. listen to that kind of... Yeah, he's a fucking national treasure. Um, he, he passed away somehow. I don't remember how he died, but... Yeah, so I'm just like... Thin, it's weird. It's, it's something about Thin Lizzy, man. I think they just get forgotten. They're like a footnote of rock. But they're so Ooh. goddamn good. Like, we... Yeah. Everyone should listen to Thin Lizzy way more. Yeah, yeah, I would agree, and I'll be the first uh, to do that. <laughs> I will start this trend. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. We'll see what Mitch has playing for us next week. And um, until then, uh, stay fresh, you filthy cheese bag. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Stay fresh, cheese bags.